If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Time for the happy half hour with your friends Kristen Balboni, Will Bryan, and Darren Gant. Welcome to the Happy Half Hour Podcast. It's your friends Kristen, Will, Darren, and producer Matt. Guys, it, it feels good to be talking about a team that's starting off the season two and zero. How are we feeling? I know, right? It's yeah. different. People are excited. It's kind of, and it's been a while. So, I mean, I, I think people are still kind of wrapping their minds around it because of, you know, the expectations going into the season or whatever, or people's expectations going into last week after the Saints, after that game. I mean, everybody leaving the stadium was kind of like, whoa, what just happened here? <laughs> this is all right. We like this. I think, though, people are like, oh, what's it like in there? Is everyone just going crazy? I mean, it's tempered. Mm-hmm. There's, For sure. I mean, it's a, sure. you know, I think people on the outside, yeah, fans, you know, have at it, go fun, you know, go have fun, read all the expectations and the power rankings. And, you know, ha- that's what football is about is mm-hmm. enjoying this. But inside the building, there's another game in two days and we'll get to it in a little bit. Like this isn't, this isn't a cakewalk to three and oh, like this is tempered and this is, it's a long season ahead. And I would, I would think with this staff and, um, with these players, it would be tempered no matter what, right? Do yeah, you guys sure. agree from from being around this team that I think one of the the main pillars of of what Matt Rule is trying right. to do is look not to get too high, not to get too low. You know, you hear the the phrase that we're gonna just try to go one and zero every mm-hmm. week, yeah. and, and I, so I think short week or not, that would be that would be the way this team is feeling. Yeah. But Joe Brady, God love him, has got the worst <laughs> Twitter account in the world because it's just one and zero every week, and it's good. And it's unless a valid and Darren, point. I would say unless it's not unless it's unless not. the tweet doesn't come correct and the, and in a loss. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's not the best content or anything like that. But that's how those guys think, and that's uh, I was just working on a, a piece for the mailbag that's coming up later on the website, and it, it's strange because people might not think that way, and fans want to enjoy. Oh my God, we're two and zero. It's first time since seventeen. Been able to enjoy it. They don't enjoy that part of it. I mean, Matt said Monday during his press conference, he said, people text me, congratulations on 2-0, and and I tell them back, yeah, they, the 1-0 this week's all I'm worried about. So, I mean, coaches are just wired differently, and that, and they, you know, it's got to be hard to enjoy certain things, and, you know, they just go into their tunnel during football season, though, and they bury themselves in that particular week, and that's all they think about. 
the Happy Half Hour podcast here to to tamp down all of your excitement Uh, about a 2-0 start on this Tuesday. But do you subscribe to that theory? Because I I think that... Will's right. If you're fans, you are supposed to enjoy this. You should mm-hmm. enjoy this. You should be very excited about this team, right? And and right. some of the players that are on this team and what potential they could have this season. The things that they're doing, regardless of the record, getting to the quarterback, Sam Darnold looking good, all those things, Christian McCaffrey being back, you should absolutely be excited. But I would argue that you want your team, mm-hmm. for the most part, to have the mentality that we were just talking about, which is not too high, not too low. Right. We're not you know, looking at this Texans game going, oh, yeah, look yeah. what we did the last two weeks. We got yeah. this in the bag, right? Don't you, 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 don't want, you want that? You, you want them to embrace the method that mm-hmm. allows you to become 2-0 and o more than the 2-0. and o. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what process is all about in Matt Rule's mind. So you, you get excited about, okay, today's practice was good or today's meeting, we learned this. That I mean, those are the sort of things they're latching on to and they're enjoying. I mean, Players are enjoying Oh, and they were enjoying Let's say we yeah. were at the game. Let's they were enjoying it, it. They are enjoying this because they they're not playing, buying into any hype. Right, but they're playing a brand of football that is fun for them to play, mm-hmm. yeah. especially those guys on defense. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you talk to them after games, and you see them light up. You see, I mean, the Hassan Reddicks, the Brian Burns, Morgan Fox after that game – Sunday start talking about the way they're getting after quarterbacks, and clearly these guys realize, A, they're on to something, B, there is an opportunity for success doing it this way, and, and C, they're starting to see some of those results. And I do think it matters for a young team to get a couple of wins just to feel that kind of confidence of, and we talked about this last week, You learn what it feels like to win so mm-hmm. you can get used to it. And reinforcement so from, of the process. Yeah. Yep. So from that standpoint, it, it's it's great. I I've said that Matt loves nothing better than a win with stuff to work on. Oh yeah. So the last couple of weeks have provided stuff. I mean, it hadn't been perfect. He wants to work on special teams this week. Mm-hmm. A week ago, it was other stuff, and it it might be something every week throughout the season. And that's just kind of the, again, it's just the way coaches are wired. But. Yeah, that's the way they're going to approach it, but it certainly beats the alternative. Absolutely. And like I said, we're here to to tamp down your excitement, bringing it to you. <laughs> um, because football is serious. But, there should be no fun. No. But let's let's go back to that that game on Sunday before we look ahead and talk about the short week and uh in the upcoming game against the Texans. Um was there a moment though? Because there was, there were a lot of exciting plays in that game. There were a lot of very good plays in that game. Was there a moment, or a series, or a stat? Will for you, our very own Panther stats guy, that you go like, oh, oh, this is, this team, this team looks good. You know, uh, to me, I think it's over the last two weeks. I would say when those third downs come up mm-hmm. on on defense and on offense too. Last week they they did a great job, but um. On defense, with that being such a, a touch point last year of something that they just could not get off the field. And, you and you know, of course, you're looking at the scoreboard. I'm looking at the field, looking at the guys. And then you see Dante Jackson make a huge tackle or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, yes, all right. That, that to me, is, uh, is one moment that encapsulates or, or one stat that encapsulates the, the corner that this team has turned at least to start the season. I would say – and this is more a fan and media narrative that is probably a bit unfair, but let's be real, it's still a narrative. It mm-hmm. exists. That the touchdown to DJ mm-hmm. was just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, 
you know, you just kind of felt like a weight lifted, and it was a great throw. It was, you know, it was just great execution. It was like, okay, cool, we got a touchdown here. Like that was that was such an important moment because it felt like the defense is doing their thing, the offense is moving the ball. We've already been inside the five before. Yes. Now red now zone in was the end zone. A, yes, red zone was a, an issue last year. Uh, was an issue week one, and that was just in case anyone um, doesn't remember off the top of your head. That was like you said, they'd been in the red zone once in that game. And then we're able to go and score a touchdown. And, that and, and it, it wasn't just, you know, all right, CMC was able to get a couple more inches over the line. It was, all right, here's here's a play where they're in the shotgun. I think CMC went empty. I mean, it was he motioned out empty set. All right, this is either Sam Darnold going to run it in or he's got to throw it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like he's going to throw into a tight window. He's got to throw something to score here. And he did it. And DJ caught it. And it was like, all right, that's it. We're feeling good now. Yeah. Like, that, that was a big play for me. Yeah, I think when I think back on that game, it's almost, it's not necessarily a highlight or anything like that, but the thing I'll remember probably for the longest out of that game is J.C. Horn doing (laughs) push-ups after (laughs) dropping an interception because, A, J.C. Horn's going to be really good at football, and he knows that, and they're aware of that, and we're beginning to see some of that. And he expects to make plays. He expects yeah. to intercept passes. He told Phil Snow the week before when he gave up a touchdown, he said, I'll get you a pick next week. I'll mm-hmm. get you a turnover next week. I promise you. And when he had his hands on one and was ready to deliver on that promise and he drops it, I mean, it was just an immediate reaction from J.C. It, you know, I'm used to seeing guys drop and do push-ups when they drop a pick in practice. Mm-hmm. Don't remember seeing it in a game out on the field in the middle of play where JC just drops down and cranks out ten push-ups. It was like, like one fluid movement right, too. Yeah. Like the 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 ball grazed his hands and then all of a sudden he was just on the ground ready to down, do pumping push-ups. out ten push-ups. And I mean, to me, that says something about the way that guy's wired. What about when he? So he did get his his pick a, a little mm-hmm. bit later in the game, and of course, especially for that that first one. All the defensive players that are on the field are going to run down to the end zone. They celebrate. It's a big moment. He was so excited that the ball kind of squirted out of his hands and went over to, like, the far left side, almost to the tunnel because they were in the end zone. And it was very sweet. I thought Jeremy Chin, I remember when Jeremy Chin did his first run Mm -hmm. down into the end zone. Jeremy Chin went over, got the ball back for him in the midst (sighs) of the celebration and handed it back to him like, hey, you're going to want to keep that. I know you're excited. You're going to want to keep this football. I loved that moment. Especially, you know, coming against his dad's former team, against the Saints. You know, like it. Of all the different narratives and storylines, I think that was that was kind of a cool one too. You know that this is this is this team that for the fan base, you know, for the program, largely to get that Saints thing off their back a little Absolutely. bit, but for Horn, you know, to really show out against New Orleans was huge too. Not that he reacted to that. I mean, after the game, and, right, yeah, and he, again, he that's just kind of no. JC's personality. Somebody asked him if it meant more against Saint. No, I didn't really think about it like that. <laughs> All right, JC. Uh, yeah, I think with JC, it all means so much. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's just he wants to be the best on every single play. Like Darren said, he has got a lot of good football ahead of him. I'm excited. I'm excited that he's on the Panthers. If you want me to be honest, excited to get to see him develop. Let's. Uh, Will Art? Of course, you're known for your stats of the week, stat of the week. But I know this week you've got a, a bunch. Are we talking? Look ahead stats. Or are we talking two and O stats? Saints game. What what do you got for us? Well, I'm already. And Darren woke up really early yesterday and stole all of my thunder 
which you know I give him props for because we're we're kind of like Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns out here. Uh huh. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're complimentary, but you both want the yeah, you just exactly. you both yeah. want the sack we're, on we're the a team. We're, we're a team, but at the end of the year, we count up uh, page, sure. page views on which one of us published an article first. <laughs> so Darren got all the views for the Panthers leading the league in pretty much everything on defense. Yeah. So I mean that's fun. Um, I, I made a little bit of a comeback with my next gen stats. Morgan Fox fifty seven percent fifty seven point one percent pressure rate video yesterday. So mm, yeah, there, there we go. go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I first halves for me. It I I think this goes in context of third quarters are struggling. Mm-hmm. Third quarters are rough. Um, we need to see we need to see some good third quarters coming up here. But the Panthers haven't given up a point in the first half. Knock on all the wood. Yeah, like, they're thirty three. Uh, 33 nothing scoring margin in the first half. Sam Darnold leads the NFL in first half passing yards. I, I mean, it's it's absurd what they're doing to start games. I saw some stat this morning from some uh, NFL Twitter writer. The Panthers are the only team in the league who have never played an offensive snap while trailing this year. Wow. I mean, it's it, it's that kind of heady stuff that when you stay out in front of the eight ball, when your defense is getting turnovers – and your offense can execute early, and you put the pressure on teams. You can be really successful in this league. Yeah, I was I was talking to the Texans team reporter yesterday. We were doing a segment, and she said, uh, she was like, and I had to check these stats. You know, just double check these stats again. <laughs> it was like, it, um, no points given up in in the first half of either game. I was like, yep, that's right. Um, but but to what you said though, uh, the third quarter is kind of where the the two opponents that they've played so far. Have have started to make these comebacks, yeah. but then so so you go okay, great first half, third quarter needs some work, but then also as these comebacks are starting to happen, Panthers mm-hmm. have been able to mm-hmm. put those teams away in uh, in the late third quarter and the yeah. early fourth quarter, and and that's a that's another thing that is um, different than last year. I mean, let's be real, this is the way the NFL is built. The NFL isn't built for teams to come out and get huge first quarter leads and put them to bed. Mm-mm. Like it, it, it's just when you, when you play Sean Payton, like right, he's going to make adjustments at the half go that way. And you know, yeah. and it's, it, you don't you just don't go out and you just beat everyone to start the season. Every single game, like everything, the NFL's built for parody. It's built mm-hmm. for close games. It's built for comebacks. It's built for winning and losing and going up and down like that. That's just what this league is. Cause it's exciting. The NFL is built for winning and losing. Well, you're right. Nailed it. I'm sorry. I had to. But, uh, I'm I, sorry. And also, I think it's worth remembering, this is still a very young team. These guys are still figuring each other out. Sam Darnold's a new quarterback to this system this year. As much as we talk about those young guys on defense like Brian Burns and Jeremy Chin and Derek Brown, half that defense is brand new. Mm-hmm. So they're two games into their careers of playing each other and knowing how Daquan Jones is going to react, knowing how Hassan Reddick's going to react, knowing how J.C. Horn's going to react. So – I think part of that is almost natural, and and that's why I think it's more relief than cause for celebration for them early on because, all right, they're pushing through some of those growing pains. They're pushing through some of the learning and still winning. Mm-hmm. Now, who is – now that, that Will has put this in my head about the <laughs> two of you – as, and I know we've we've talked about this and, and given people kind of a behind the scenes of the the two of you work very closely together, yeah. um, especially in the season on all things web. But well, now that you said one of you is Brian Burns and one of you is Hassan Reddick, I, I was going to ask who's who, but I I think I have a good sense of I'll tell you what I would say, and then you guys tell me if you agree. Okay, 
All right. Go ahead. Me. Will is staring yeah, right at me. I'm now I'm trying to think nervous. through this. I'm going to say that Will is Hassan Reddick, Swiss Army Knife. I mean, you do like 18 different things for the Panthers every single day. Uh, if I mean, it's just from, from website to VR to marketing to FAQs, uh, ticketing. I mean, you do... Everything and and that's what Hassan Reddick is is known for, right? I mean, he's he's such a versatile player. And then you got Darren, big name coming in with some some big hits, premier you know premier talent, it's living my, up it, to it every day. It's my speed and athleticism. Yeah, that's what made you think of it, right, been, Kristen? Been Darren's known an entertainer. to been known to drop into a Spider Man pose ah, yes. after a great website born article. Born entertainer. I just need help getting back up out of the spider <laughs> Don't we all? Those, so. What do you think? Did I-, I, I? I like that. I mean, I also like the fact that currently Reddick leads in the sack competition. So if we're three to two, yeah. right? Yeah, he said one and a half. What are, what are we betting this year? Like a rental scooter ride? Oh gosh. I mean, I don't think either I, one I of think, us are affording a custom golf cart. No, like let's Brian let's Hassan let's put that are. out to our 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 listeners. What should uh, what should we get the other one based on? Web what is it? Clicks. Is it? Is it page views? It's page views on articles published. Okay. Ooh, you had that ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll find out. I mean, what I'm going to do is just go back in and take Darren's author tag off. Yeah. Some of the really good ones. <laughs> yeah. And this is the best published part. by I'll, Will Bryan. I'll never know what? it. So. <laughs> Panthers lead the league in all defensive stats week two. Will Bryan. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I wrote that. I totally did. Get it out of the park. Oh, well, let's talk about let's talk about the short week coming up. So. We are recording this. This will be hitting your your podcast feeds uh, earlier than usual because on um, on Wednesday we'll be we'll be traveling, and that's when we would normally record because there is a Thursday night game in Houston against the Texans coming up in gosh just a minute. It feels like right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I think people you know you you get a sense if you're a fan of what the short week looks like, but I will say even this being my second season. Being the team that is on the road even just surprised yeah. me when you really sit down and think about how long these guys have to recover, how much they can do in that span of time. Um, you know, I was talking to, to Matt Rule after the game. I said, okay, so you win. It was Sunday Sunday evening. I said, you win. What, is, what does tomorrow look like? As you get ready for Houston, and he said, "Oh, it's it's tonight." <laughs> and he talked about the fact that you know, Phil Snow, for example, showered after the game and and went back upstairs, and they'd had some of the coaching staff already scouting the Texans, mm-hmm. um, and that's and that goes across the league. That is a, a normal. Every team has to play a Thursday night game, but I do think it's really interesting to kind of talk through the logistics, which is Monday. You know, they were encouraging players to to get treatment Sunday night. Uh, to speed up that recovery process, Monday, um, everyone comes into the building. You watch film. You do the 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 same thing. You have your meetings, one practice on Tuesday, and then the team plane leaves on Wednesday. As you compare it to a normal week where you've got really four solid days and a player off day to prepare for your next opponent. Yeah, and it's interesting. Christian was talking yesterday, and, and there's a guy – I mean, he counts and measures his hours of sleep and my, and charts his stuff so he knows how much he's sleeping one night to the next. So you know he puts that same kind of care into all his treatment, his chiropractic, his eyes, you know, all the rehab stuff that he does to keep himself ready. So, I mean, he's got to condense seven days' worth of all of that into four or really three and a half. So, I mean, he said the other day he was doubling up on – 
you know, if I normally do two one hour of this on Monday, I'm doing two hours mm. of this on Monday. So, I mean, it, it's just amazing what these players and coaches put themselves through when it's their week. Now, again, they're all going to – when we get to – Friday. Yep. When we get to Friday or everyone Saturday, thinks it's the best thing ever. Of everybody course. thinks All of it's us the included. best thing ever. Us included. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe a, wait for Friday. Maybe Love especially a us. Uh, but <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's hard getting there. So the payoff on the backside of it, you better enjoy it because it is rare. And and again, when they get through this long weekend, I mean, this hits at a point where they could probably use it. Because you had some rest after the end of training camp, kind of that long bye weekend before the season started. Now get this one. Then you don't get another bye until December. Mm -hmm. So put your feet up this weekend, fellas. Yes, store it up as if it lasts. It's going to be a long one. Yeah, I mean, and and to to not look too far ahead, but that's what we do. Uh, Dallas plays on Monday. So not only does Carolina get three, four extra days, Dallas has one less day before that week four game in Dallas. So that... I mean, who who knows how much that factors in, but just something to keep note of. Yeah, that that is that is good to know. And I think because you're right, Darren. When would you ideally, knowing that your buy is what, week thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. When would you ideally want this game to fall? Because it was a similar situation last year in a very late buy, one of the latest in the season. And this game, the Thursday night game, came. Well, I want to say like week seven ish around there. I don't have it in front of me. Forgive me, Panther stats guy. Which it felt like they were really in need of a rest yeah. then. But then, also, if you're going to play on a short week, I get why week three is not the worst to do it, right? When your body feels a little bit better. I mean, week three, week four, week five. I mean, I think kind of that first third, you know, first quarter of the season, you know, kind of within their beginning of the second quarter, especially with the late bye. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, I, it's also one of those, like, it, I think that question comes up a lot. To I think Christian got it. It's like, hey, you know, is this exactly when you'd want it, or do you want it later? And he's like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it is what it is. Like, it, yeah, it, Christian's it, answer was effectively, eh. uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah, and you, you wouldn't, know, yeah. you know, I wouldn't ask a player that. But right. I'm just thinking about it. You know, it, it's, it's. I think it's challenging for those guys down there right now, recovering, right. making sure that that they're ready to go, that they feel good. Um, and but at the same time. Better than having it very late in the season, right? Yeah, I mean, I I do think the, you know, and, and that kind of almost speaks to kind of the schedule as well. You know, it's like these these teams, you know, these games, you're not necessarily playing the top of these divisions in terms of some of the teams they played so far. So I, I do think it gives them an opportunity to kind of get out the gate to get what can be a hard turnaround on a Thursday night early, rather than hey, you know, all of a sudden you come out of week six and you've right. got some really big injuries and then you've got to turn around for Thursday. I mean that. The, the longer you get into a season, the more complicating factors there are. I mean, that's just how it, it always mm-hmm. is. There's always going to no be doubt. something more that you can't prepare for later on than early on. Let's talk about Houston. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about the short week, but let's actually look at the opponent. Looks like it's going to be Davis Mills at quarterback. What do you guys think about this game? Well, we were talking about it a little bit earlier of just, you know, that's why I think we appreciate the not-too-high, not-too-low um, mentality of this team because I think there's a lot of people out there saying on paper, "All right, oh, oh yeah, it's going to be an easy one. Look at how well the the Panthers are doing. Look at this defense, and then you know they're going up against Davis Mills." But I, I mean, Mills didn't necessarily put up huge numbers in the preseason. I mean, he's a rookie out of Stanford, uh, third round pick by the Texans. Uh, obviously, you know they had a lot going on in their offseason in terms of that QB room. Um, you know, 
Tyrod Taylor, I mean, just gosh, that poor guy. I know. You know the things he's gone through. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's this is the NFL, and it doesn't matter who you're playing any given week. I mean, Carolina hasn't won on Thursday night since 2016. Mm. You know, their 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 prime time games record isn't all that great either. So I think way you, to go, Will. I mean, I'm, now when it doesn't happen, it's going to be your fault. No, I'm tem- I'm, tem- blame it on I'm you. tempering it. Because what's that? What's everyone, your halftime stat that you? Uh, oh yeah, I'm not have, saying that yeah. one. I'm not that <laughs> one. No, but like the you know every all these writers and you know all the stuff in the everyone's write up right now. Oh, the Panthers are going to be three and zero going into the Dallas game, and I'm like, hold your horses. Like let, let's back up here. This you know Mark Ingram's the running back in in Houston. They have a pretty good return game. They beat Jacksonville in Week One. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and now in, in Davis, it's not like he didn't get a chance to play this past week, and he had to come in at Cleveland. You know, he threw a touchdown to Brandon Cooks, who's a really good outside yes. receiver. Mm-hmm. They've got some players, so and and they're at home. You know, so I I think it's like let's temper some of this. And, and you know, it, the players are coach Coach Rule, Coach Coach Snow, Brady. Like they've got these guys locked in. They're not overlooking anybody. Um, but I mean, that's just me being me. Well, and, and again, not to be a wet blanket, but they're not in a position to start overlooking people yet. Yeah. I mean, this team's still mm. young enough in its development. And, you know, let's be honest. I mean, going into uh, that Saints game, I mean, you know, most of the country thought the Saints were going to win that based on the fact that they had blown out the Packers the week before. And the Saints were more of a known commodity. Yep. And people are still trying to figure out what the Carolina Panthers team's all about, including the Carolina Panthers. Um so I, I think it's it's probably easier to sell that you haven't proven anything yet because they hadn't proven anything yet. I mean, they were 5-11 and 11 last year and made a bunch of changes, so they're still learning each other. They like what they've seen so far, and I think there are plenty of reasons to be encouraged. But, yeah, I, I think it's easy to walk into that room and get guys' attention and convince them that you've still got to focus week to week. You can't take the Texans for granted. Are you going to be looking – what are you looking for specifically in this game from the Panthers, Darren? Anything that you're going to keep an eye out for? I know, as yeah. you said, Rule talked about special team. What did he call it? Woeful yesterday, yeah. I think is the word when, that he used. When Matt goes woeful, you know that's bad. And and listen, there were some individual things that contribute to some of this stuff. I mean, there are breakdowns at this position versus that position. But really, I mean, special teams kind of got – call with their pants down Deontay Harris one of the best returners in the league and he averaged over 30 return 30 yards a return on Sunday and you can't be given up with the kind of defense they're playing you can't give up that kind of field position and have that be sustainable I mm-hmm. mean they're going to run into some other big time returners coming up this season so you've got to get some of that stuff cleaned up and you know we'll see how that goes I mean they do have some guys who are pretty good at special teams guys who are core teams players who that's why they're on this roster. Cats like Sean Chandler, cats like Julian Stanford. They, you know, they've got. They're the ones who have to drive this improvement. And you know, we'll see how it goes against Houston on Thursday. But I think that's going to be one of the big things to watch. And like everything else, the offensive line. We're going to be talking about this yeah. all season. I mean, Pat Alfline's out this week. Uh, with a hamstring injury, um, and Dennis Daly's going to be in that job uh, starting Thursday night. And we'll see. I mean, Dennis has an opportunity. He's a guy they like because he's a bigger, stronger guard uh, than Elfline. So they're kind of intrigued by what he could be, but he's just got to play better than he did the yep. other day. So I, I think he needs to improve. The entire group needs to improve. 
it was kind of um, eye-opening seeing what a difference John Miller made at right guard. I mean, John Miller is a guy who, you know, the people who analyze personnel don't necessarily look at John Miller and say, what a difference maker that guy is. But he's just that kind of good, solid player that coaches love because they know what to expect out of him. And planting him next to Taylor gives you a side of a line that you can trust. Yeah, and I mean, coming off of the the COVID reserve list, right. he he and and the coaching staff were were vocal when talking to the media about, like, you know, it's going to depend on the length of the drives. It's going to depend yeah. on how hot it is. If if um, you know how much he plays, I yeah. think they were estimating between like mm-hmm. like like fifty to sixty, maybe a little bit more yeah. percent of the game ended Insta- up playing a hundred percent of all seventy six snaps. Yes. Yep. Um, which I confirmed on Will's excellent articles. I love snap counts that come yeah, out. Know. There's a click for me. Uh, yeah, there's, a there's click one for, me. for there's one for the Hassan I'm Reddick totally of the a scooter ride of the website. <laughs> Darren, uh, what do you got for the your get off my lawn moment of the week? And I feel like it's gonna be just extra get off my lawny <laughs> because it's a short week. I am a, you know, I would like to get off my own lawn this <laughs> week to begin with. I'm a horrible person during a short week. That's why I have I, the, That's another thing. Again, Darren, lovely individual. Uh, I just, I love that he builds himself I'm, as I'm this. a total ogre during a short week and I take it out on all the people closest to me like Will. <laughs> and, um... It's just, I like, one of the reasons I enjoy covering professional football for a living um, is I know in September what I'm going to be doing on Wednesdays yeah. and what I'm going to be doing on Tuesdays and Mondays. And when my Tuesday becomes a Wednesday and a Thursday jam together, I become surly. And it's not, I mean, I loved, back in the old John Fox days, anytime the schedule would get off by a day, he would say, Wednesday's a Tuesday. And you'd look at him like he was insane and try to figure out, but he was talking about the way the schedule stacked. But I swear to God, when my Wednesdays become anything other than Wednesdays and my Tuesdays disappear altogether, it just wrecks my entire week. Yeah. And, And honestly, until I get to the stadium on Thursday and I look at the clock and see that it's time for the game to start, and then I will know it's Thursday at 8.20 p.m., I'm just going to be a disaster all week. So if you see me on the street, cross the street and get away from me because I'm not a pleasant person. Yeah, Darren, that's tough for you because I feel really organized, got it all locked up, looking forward to it. I'm yeah, just kidding. No, I'm kidding. Not me. <laughs> none of us. None of us. The short week is, is always hard on all of us. Speaking of which, I'm going to end it with a weird question of the week, all right? Spent a lot of time talking about Thursday. Thursday's done nothing to us as a day. But right now, we have issues with <laughs> well, it. it's early, yeah. So weird, yeah. Weird question of the week. I'm going to take Monday off the table because that's too easy. But to end this out, Monday's off the table, worst day of the week. What do you got? What's your, wor- what's your worst day of the week that's not a Monday? Wednesday. Mm. Care to elaborate on this podcast, Will? So many meetings. <laughs> I just feel like I have so many meetings on Wednesday, and it's not Thursday, and it's not Tuesday, and it, it's just, it's, no, I don't like Wednesday. Like, thir- by the time you get to Thursday. Yeah, you're in the thick of it on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. But you're you're going downhill. Thursday's going downhill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got yeah. some momentum. You're, you're moving in the right direction. Wednesday, you're still climbing to the top of the hill, and everyone wants to have a meeting about something. 
I don't like Wednesdays. Darren? Yeah, I'm kind of down the same road, except with me it's Thursdays. Because, I mean, for what I do for a living, you talk to people, you interview them, you watch practice, you gather all this material, and then it gets to a point where, okay, you've gathered all the material, now you have to turn it into a product. And Thursday and Fridays are big turn-it-into-product days. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of – I lose track of Thursdays, and a lot of times it's – it's hard for me. If anything else is going on in life outside of work, it kind of gets lost until about Friday. Mm. Middle of the day, by the middle of the afternoon, Friday, most of the haze in the barn, feeling pretty good about the way things are going. At, but Thursdays just disappear in my life. It's kind of, you know, I walk in the door at the end of a work day and there's a football game on television. It's like, wait, who's playing football? Why is that on there? What yes, day is I know there? that <laughs> feeling. That might be a, a very specific feeling to this building. <laughs> right. yeah. I would be interested to know. Let us know on Twitter if, if you guys know that. But I know exactly what you're talking about, where you're like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, the new week is starting yeah. for the NFL. Oh, it's Thursday night. Well, at least we know where you'll be at 820 on this Thursday night, right? Won't lose God track of that America. one. Let their lines willing. Let's hope it. Yes. I'm with Will on, on Wednesdays, too. Wednesdays are a killer. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this. I feel like we've been extra positive today. Really a real happy half hour, right? I'm telling you, it's all my fault. I'm sorry. No. Again, Darren, loveliest individual you'll ever meet. Don't let him tell you any differently. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this early episode of the Happy Half Hour podcast this week. We'll see you next time. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.